Boy, talk about your love-hate relationship with the Oilers, right? You can watch them, you know, tank it against uh, Montreal or feel like they got tanked. And then you watch that game like the other night where they really looked, they looked good, didn't they? They did. Like, not perfect, but good. No, but good. And it was exciting. And both those teams were, they were playing to score. They weren't playing to prevent the other team from scoring, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was hockey in its most pure form. Uh, you've got that star value uh, of uh, an Alex Ovechkin on the one side. Uh, you know, very, you know, that he gets out there and he's excited about it. And Nicholas Backstrom gets his 1,000th point ever, which. I mean, good for him. As long as, you know, the Capitals lose, that's all fine. Uh, and he got it and twice, he, which was kind of fun, too. Yeah, he got it twice. <laughs> the one came off the board. They go and get him the puck, and all of a sudden the goal comes off the board. All right, here, take this. We, we Did anybody see what happened, to the, what happened to the faux puck, the, uh, the, the, the not actual record? Or, or I don't know. Did they throw it into the stands? It, I don't know if they threw it in the stands, give it back to the linesman. I'm... <laughs> I don't Close know. button. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Yeah, this is point nine 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 and a half. <laughs> That's what this one is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was so. It, it, you're right. It, it was so. Much. And then you also had controversy. It's always fun to to rail against the refs. In this case, I think there were some pretty reasonable reasons. To oh yeah. Rail oh, against no. the refs. That was not maybe the finest refing performance I've ever seen. Was not, uh, yeah. The the non call on Zach Hyman that he, I don't know if they would have, uh, you know, had they made the call there, could they have awarded the goal, which they can do, and it's an empty net and a penalty is taken on the player about to score, or maybe they just give him a two minute penalty. I, it was because that should wrap up the game regardless, right? Yes, exactly, should. exactly. Probably puts it to bed. Uh, from the sake of pure drama. I mean, it worked out pretty good. Uh, Caps score with you know, 1.8 seconds left. It just leaves the building briefly until the Oilers get the two-on-one and Connor McDavid scores in overtime in the place. You know, everybody gets to go wee-wee-wee all the way home, which is great. Well, it's, also, it's also an Eastern team, so who cares if they get a loser yeah, point? Care. We don't care. As long as we get the two, bonus. Yeah, but I, I, what uh, was compelling to me in the game... Uh, was a couple of things. One, that when Evan Bouchard, he came back into the lineup, he had missed a game, and it really helped jumpstart the power play. They went one for four, but they generated momentum off of the power play. And, a ton of uh, shots. Like that. Yeah, the, the, exactly. the Caps goalie was awesome. He was. He played well. Uh, Ilya Samsonov was, was really good in goal. And uh, during the broadcast, Rob Brown and I were talking about how they were generating momentum off of that, which is what they were looking to do. Plus the, the story of Brad Malone. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, that's, it's the feel-good story of the year. Well, and it and, also made me it made me laugh because of the comment from, from Dreisaitl a little earlier. And, yeah, that came up again where he's going, you know, hey, we need to be able to score. You can't expect Brad Malone to show up and suddenly get three points a night. Well, he almost got three points. And it, was just, it was just poetic. It was so cool. And that's not a shot against Leon. It's just the way it worked out was just beautiful. Yeah. He hadn't scored uh, since the 2015-16 season, and it was in November of 2015, the last time he'd scored an NHL goal, and that was with the Carolina Hurricanes. And then he was on an American League contract, earns an NHL contract this season, and gets called up. It would have been so easy, so easy if you're Brad Malone 
a year ago, maybe two seasons ago, to say, you know what, that's um, uh, maybe I'm done here. Like maybe I'm not get, ever getting back to the NHL. But he battled and worked hard in the American League. And and talking to to Jay Woodcroft, he's improved. Like over the last couple of years uh, or last season, really saw improvement in his game uh, to the point where he gets called up and and fits right in and. A goal and an assist in that game was so exciting. I just thought that was a what a great storyline uh, in that game against Washington. I was just so happy for him to see a guy battle back and persevere and stay with it and be rewarded. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Hey, Morty. Oh, Morty Scott wants to jump in on. Hey, Cam, uh, are you watching the scoreboard now? And, and can that get dangerous, I think, for the team watching the scoreboard? I was just looking at it today. There's like nine teams separated by ten points. Four of them aren't going to make the playoffs. I mean, emotions on nights when they're not playing, emotions just go back and forth in this. Oh, honestly, you watch the – if you're watching games that involve teams that are in this race – and that the Oilers aren't involved in the game. Honestly, it's like you got a hundred bucks on every game. It's because like, you're cheering so hard for one team or the other. You know, it's, it's yeah. I've been watching, and it's like Vegas Golden Knights. Is the, they lose last night. Now all of a sudden, the, the Oilers are they got a game in hand. Only two back of Vegas, who's now you know they slipped into third in the Pacific. Like it's tight. The Oilers are only one point out of of the wild card. Mind you, you know, Dallas has played fewer games, so that, to me, it almost looks like it might be easier to catch that third spot in the Pacific than it will be to catch a wild card spot. Yeah, right now, anyway. There's so many games, too. Like, you look at last night. Oh, good, Anaheim lost last night. They stay three back. Oh, but look who they lost to, Nashville. They go four up. I mean, yeah. there's, there's certain games where you look at like, okay, who's it, who's it better to cheer for in this game? Who do we need to win this one? Yeah, and, and make sure you don't go to overtime. Yes, because, exactly. You know that. Yeah, that's really uh, that's that's a kick in the pants for the like Oilers. That Nashville Dallas game the other night. The Nashville scored with a minute twenty two to go in the third to win it. And I was like, whew, that was the best goal for the Oilers, you know, on the scoreboard <laughs> that night because it didn't uh, it didn't send the game to OT. So true. Yeah, it's that time of year where you're, and when you're in in the Oilers position, which is the outside looking in, albeit not far out, but still outside. It, every time you see those teams play, like you're just you're praying it doesn't go to three. But you got to take care of your own business. And and for the Oilers, I, I know they got a game with Dallas coming up in just over a week's time. I mean, that's going to be a really big game if you want to catch them. I mean, you, you certainly have to beat them when you play them. And, and no different uh, when they uh, when they take on any of those here. They they only have one more left with Vegas, so you don't have a lot of control over that, which is is tough, but you still have that one game, which is in Edmonton in the middle of April. But yeah, it's it's that time of year. It makes it fun to watch. It's just a little nerve wracking. That's all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, uh, it was nice seeing uh, Evan Bouchard back in the lineup that you talked about with, with the power play. It was nice seeing Zach Cassian, and it, it seemed to me that that added a little bit of sort of physical energy. He was throwing some hits, even with his, his full full mask on. Picked up an assist on a really nice play from uh, from behind the net on one of uh, Malone's uh, on Malone's goal. So getting some some personnel back, getting some solid NHL players back, so important. What do we know oh. about RNH? What do we know about Paul Yarvey? Well, you know, uh, where where are we at on the injury front from here on in? Uh, Tyson Berry's getting close, so that's good. Oh, yeah, so, I forgot sorry, Tyson Berry. Yeah, yeah, don't forget Tyson. There's been so many. It's easy to forget there's been so many on the list. 
Uh, Chris Russell and Josh Archibald have been skating, so those guys are, are really close. Tyson Berry is is somewhat close. And, uh, yes, Puliarvi and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, they're still a little ways away. Uh, Jay Woodcroft said a few days ago, week to week, which means not this week. <laughs> maybe next week we'll see. And, or maybe they're a week away from that. So those two aren't imminent. Uh, Barry's getting real close. Yeah, Russell and Archibald are, are right there. I mean, Josh Archibald hasn't played all season, so he's got to get up to speed. I know he says he's up to speed right now, but that's tough to come halfway through or more than halfway through a season and, you know, everybody's flying and all of a sudden you're thrown in there. That's that's difficult. So I know they'll wait a bit, uh, or at least they have waited so far. Maybe maybe placed more, who knows. Uh, but that fourth line, I agree, Daryl. Fourth line was really good. Malone was in the middle with Cassie and came back into the lineup and they had Colton Seaver playing on his off wing. They were banging, they were crashing, they were creating things. They were uh, providing trouble for the for the Capitals and kept the puck inside that Capitals zone quite a bit. So that was great to see. Cam, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Miko Koskinen's name here. Through all the all the crap that's been bestowed upon the Oilers goaltenders this season, uh, he's he's been pretty good the last few weeks, hasn't he? Eight, one, and two in his last eleven starts. Like to me, that, that that's the biggest goalie metric. To me, is, is when you play, do you give your team a chance to win? You can, the unadvanced stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can crunch a lot of these. Just win, baby. Sports. Just win. That's right. Just win. And he gives his team a chance. He's played really well. You know, I I really pull for the guy because he, he's gone through all sorts of ups and downs. And, and the guy really wants to win. And his teammates love him. So, well, I love seeing him have some success. But, yeah, he's given them an opportunity. Stuart Skinner is up right now. You know, Mike Smith was out with illness, but he did skate the other day, so he's got to be close too. But I, quite honestly, I think they'll they'll need all three of those guys as it sits right now. I don't know if they're going to keep three around or what, but uh, if they do, it's it's not all going to be one one guy. I think they'll have to spread it out a little bit. No different than when they had like seven defensemen in the lineup, and three of them were you know very inexperienced, just kind of spreading out those minutes. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. But very happy for, for Miko Koskin, and he's played well. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy, baby. <laughs> hey, when the goalies are going well, then it's a little easier to not worry and to, to be happy. And, hey, you know, Koskinen gets uh, – if he makes a mistake, there's some, some of the fans just jump all over him. You saw what happened with the uh, the Detroit goalie, uh, the, uh, was it last oh. night or the other night, where he went to try and bat it, except he batted it the wrong way. Oh, and, God. Oh, yeah. gold into his own net. Can you imagine if Koskinen did that here? <laughs> oh. He'd be run out oh. on a rail. Oh, I would. No, I I hope that never happens because I and you, quite honestly I don't wish that on anybody because that, no, 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 no. that one that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Search it out if you, that's if hard you to need do. to. Yeah, that was hard actually to hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks, Cam. Nice chatting with you as always. Uh, hope you have a fun weekend. Don't worry. Be happy and damn you, Randy Kilburn. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the first to say that. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks, Ken. See you later. See you later.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.